You're listening to Women of Color and Confidence, a show designed to support dynamic women in the desire to elevate their self-confidence. Hi, I'm your host, Amber Rose West. I'm a confidence coach and communication expert specializing in helping women understand the depths of creating and expressing authentic self-confidence. If you've ever found yourself saying, I want more confidence, but I just don't know how to get it, this is the show for you. On this show, you'll learn how to create a powerful inner landscape of positive self-talk and a motivational mindset, while also learning how to practice strongly developed communication skills and behavioral techniques to express yourself boldly with confidence that looks and feels good to you. Thank you so much for tuning in and enjoy today's episode. Hello, hello, and thank you for joining me for this week's episode of Women of Color and Confidence. I am your host, Amber Rose West, and I cannot begin to explain to you how excited I am for today's episode. We're going to be talking about my favorite thing, which is confidence, obviously. (laughs) But the conversation today is more about everything you need to know about being a confident woman. You might be asking yourself, what's the difference between learning about confidence and learning how to be a confident woman? Well, learning about confidence is about the development of confidence and learning how to express it. Learning how to be a confident woman is more the actionable part of learning confidence as a concept and how you use it in the real world. So if I was doing an analogy on baking cookies, let's say, learning about baking cookies is reading the recipe, right? You read what the ingredients are, what you're going to need, learning how to be it, learning how to make it is buying all of the ingredients, actually mixing up the dough and baking the cookies is the actionable part of putting into place what it is that you know by learning it. You're probably also asking me, like, why is she sharing the action part first instead of the education? Well, I'm about to Tarantino you. (laughs) Sometimes I think it's better to work backwards. You're going to know what you're getting yourself into and then all the episodes to follow on the show are going to help you on the journey to creating that sustainable self-confidence and also expressing it as your authentic self. So just trust me, it'll all make sense. Uh, We're going to do a little bit of reverse engineering. You're going to learn what it is that you need to do to be a confident woman, everything that you need to know about being a confident woman. And then every episode after is going to teach you a little bit more the educational part. Okay. So you may think like, wow, Everything you need to know about being a confident woman, that sounds like it's probably going to be too much to put into one episode of this show, right? Wrong. There's a big misconception that confidence work, and I think any type of self-care or well-being work has to be extensive, time-consuming, complicated, and hard. It's part of the reason that you're probably avoiding it. You've been putting it off until you have more time or life isn't so busy. You're thinking that there's so many more important things that you need to accomplish before you can start this work. You know, maybe you need to get settled into a new position at work or you need to be making more money so you can spend money or the kids football season isn't over yet. Or maybe your partner is doing something and you feel like you have to fully, fully support them and that you're just so busy that you can't do your own personal development work. So can I just stop here for a second? And if anything that I just rattled off, these excuses I just rattled off sounds like something that you have said to yourself, I just want to ask you straight up, how are you doing? How are you feeling about your life right now? Are you actually making time for yourself every day? If you're living like this, always for somebody else or someone else's life or actions or you know activities are always above yours and more important than yours, I just genuinely want to know, like, how does that make you feel? How are you feeling about that? Um, do you have people in your life that support you and your quest for wanting to feel better about yourself, wanting to have more confidence, wanting to be more positive? 
or are you just burnt out, like totally burnt out because you're, you're, you're last on your list. That's what can happen. You know, burnout is a real thing. And that's what can happen when you constantly put the needs of others ahead of your own. When your mental health, your physical health, your emotional health are behind everybody else you interact with throughout the day. And that can be your spouse, your partner, your kids, your boss, your coworkers, your neighbors. Like you're looking out for everybody else and who's looking out for you. Who's making sure that your needs and your health is being taken care of. My hope is that you're here to learn how to put yourself back on the priority list. Later in this season, we're going to talk about how to confidently and effectively communicate your needs to the people around you or the people that you have in your support system. But for today, I just want to stop and acknowledge that you're here and that you're seeking knowledge to support you and this desire to be more confident in your mind and your body and your life. And that really does deserve to be applauded. So if nobody else in your life is applauding for you, if they don't even know that you're doing this work, they don't know that you're seeking this help, I want you to stop and applaud for yourself and just know that like I'm also... I'm over here applauding for you too. And I just want to make sure that you're also taking time for yourself and also to celebrate yourself um, as you begin to do this work. Okay, so let me get back to the point. (laughs) This podcast is going to teach you a wealth of knowledge regarding techniques on positive self-talk, changing your limiting beliefs about yourself, addressing the bullshit stories that people try to pressure you into believing about yourself, and also how to create confidence within yourself and to start expressing that confidence out to the world in a way that really feels good to you. So, okay, let's pretend like you've been listening to the show for like a year, you're feeling more confident, you have more confident practices, and and people look at you and they're like, look at this confident woman, you're like, heck yes, right? Now what? What do you do with your environments, the people around you, all these things? With my clients, one of the resounding fears that they have about becoming a more confident person, and yes, that's a very real concern that has been addressed to me multiple times, is that before they start doing the work, they think ahead. And they're like, okay, well, when I become this confident woman or I have more confidence, what's going to happen in my life? What's going to happen with the people I have around me right now? How are things going to shift and change in my life when I overcome what's currently stopping me from being confident and I actually reach that confidence? So what do I do with my friends who are always so negative and have negative outlooks on life and keep me feeling negative? What do I do with family who is always talking to me in a way I don't like to be spoken to or they're mean to me, they make jokes all the time? And, you know, I think also two people think that when they get more confidence that they have to like throw out their entire wardrobe and start from scratch, like all my clothes need to be different, right? (laughs) I mean, you may want to go on a little shopping trip, I don't know, but you don't have to, you don't need to do those things. And honestly, the concern of what other people around you will say or do as a result of you up-leveling your confidence is so real. And I don't want to lie to you about that. I don't want to sugarcoat it. I get why it's real. It's because we don't know how people are going to react. And I think a lot of the times we don't know how to communicate to those people when they are still being negative or still being mean or still making jokes. And so it's about learning how to communicate those things. Part of what makes me different than other confidence coaches is that I have a huge focus on communication, especially positive communication, uh, solution oriented communication. I studied health communication and mediation. So it's really important to me that you feel comfortable and confident when you're addressing your friends or your family or your peers. And I know that a lot of the times this can be the most scary part for people not being able to find the words to like stand up for yourself when you're being bullied by your friends or your family or, you know, you're being more confident and someone wants to come and hate on you and you're just like, oh, I don't really know what to say. So I'm going to let you hate on me. (laughs) And when it comes to this fear, I want you to know I got your back. Okay, people can be tough to deal with, but you're strong and you're here. 
you're going to learn so much listening to this show that I'm not worried about that for you. And I don't want you to worry about it either. We're going to look at that uh, the tried and true saying of trust the process and trust that you're going to get what you need to effectively communicate the confidence as you're developing it. Trust me, this is my main purpose and intention with everything that I teach and I share to, to give you that leg up, to bone up your confidence skills, to bone up your communication skills so that you can have these tough conversations. So, okay, <laughs> I feel like I've gotten off topic again, but let's go back to it. Everything you need to know about being a confident woman. I want to start by saying, I believe people overcomplicate this, this process, the process of being more confident. I've also noticed that other confidence coaches try to make this process more complicated than it actually is. And I, you know, I believe that's because they want to keep clients. They create this sense of dependency, like a client thinks being confident is so complicated that they can't do it on their own. That's just not how I roll. If you've been a client of mine, you know, one of the last things that I say to you during our intro calls is I can't wait for the day that you fire me. It means that I've done my job and you're comfortable in the level of confidence that you've created working with me. And then also you feel like you can take the reins and do it on your own. So let's uncomplicate this process. I'm about to spill the beans. These four things, everything you need to know about being a confident woman. I know you're probably like only four things. Let's get started with number one. Number one, being a confident woman doesn't mean that you're 100% confident all the time and that you don't have spells or bouts or even complete seasons of feeling the exact opposite of whatever confidence looks and feels like to you. And I, I usually save this point for last whenever I teach it, but I've decided to move it up to number one because I think it's so important. I wanted it first. I wanted it resounding in your head before I teach you anything else. I need you to really hear me on this. Being a confident woman is not a trip with a destination. You don't do a bunch of work and then one day you wake up and you're like, I'm a confident woman, like every day, every minute of every day. <laughs> I want you to think of it more like this. Doing this confidence work means that you'll have less days where you wake up and you have these thoughts of self-doubt and fear and self-sabotage immediately upon opening your eyes and going into your day. You're going to have more days where you wake up feeling like you can take on the world, feeling good about your path and the life that you're living. But to think that you're going to be 100% confident all the time would deny you the human experience that you were put on this earth to have. We are complex human beings with a range of emotions. Being 100% confident all the time means that you're, you're not using any of your logical reasoning that's happening in your head, which we know that you have happening because you're here. It means that you're not assessing risk, which you need to survive. And most importantly, <laughs> I say most importantly, like assessing risk isn't important, but <laughs> being 100% confident all of the time makes you a grade A asshole. <laughs> I've seen it happen time and again when, when people are so confident that they don't slow down to assess the emotions of themselves or the people around them, the people around you also, you end up bypassing so much of the human experience in this pursuit of being confident all the time. And it's just not realistic, especially if you want to have a genuine, compassionate and symbiotic experience with the people that you have around you in your life. And I'm sure, <laughs> I'm sure me even bringing this up, you saw that that person in your life, that asshole in your life that's 100% confident all the time. And you're like, yeah, no, I definitely do not want to be like that person. And you really don't. Don't deny yourself the full experience of humanhood because you deserve to feel it all. And by doing this confidence work, especially with me, we'll talk about how to navigate those moments where your confidence escapes you, how to navigate the times, the people, whatever's happening in your life that's making you feel like you can't have confidence. We'll talk about 
how to navigate those moments. But lacking confidence is not always a bad thing. It really is about balancing how often you don't feel your confidence, you feel a lack in your confidence, and how to move through it so that you have more times where you do feel confident. We want you positive leaning into your confident experiences, and you deserve to have those moments. And I think especially if you're here right now listening to this, you probably have more moments in your life where you feel like you have a lack of confidence than you do when you feel like you have all the confidence in the world. So not about 100% confident all the time, but more leaning towards having more confident experiences. Okay, so that was point number one. Point number two, your habits, the people around you, and your environments are the three most important factors to your self-confidence. I could literally talk about this one point in an episode all of its own, and I probably will, but I want to give you the short and specific version of these three things because they are so impactful to your ability to create and have sustainable confidence. The little things we think are like not that big of a deal usually are the most impactful, and they can either impact you negatively or positively to the outcomes that you're wanting to achieve. So let's look at each of these and how they specifically impact the developing of your self-confidence. Remember, being confident is not a destination. It's an ongoing journey. So how do these things over time compound to help you be more confident? And we're going to start with habits. There are entire books dedicated to the power of habits. So I'm not going to spend forever in a day telling you what you already know, which is habits make you who you are. What I do want to say is that there are other people that are going to tell you, oh, you should be doing this specifically, or you should be doing that specifically, and then you'll have more confidence. But this isn't always a good strategy. Why? Because confidence is highly personalized. What makes you feel confident may not make me feel confident. What makes me feel confident may not make you feel confident. So when you start listening to these other people giving you advice, you start making time and spending energy on doing these specific things, but those specific things and habits worked for them. And what happens when they're not working for you? You start getting burnout. You start feeling like a failure because why isn't this working for me? I can't tell you on the show specifically what habits to do to make you feel more confident. But here's a pro tip. You have to figure out what makes you think confidently and feel confident in your own skin. And then you build your own habits around those things. If you don't do this first step, you're going to waste a lot of time and a lot of energy doing shit that's depleting you and making you falsely believe that you cannot be a confident person. Don't get me wrong, there are some basic habits that could do the trick for a short period of time. But here with me on this show, we are on a mission to build sustainable confidence. And this process is most effective in doing that. You learn what makes you think and feel confidently, and then you build your habits around that. That's the process. Okay. So the second thing in this is that the people that you have around you, it's inevitable. When you change, the people you have around you may also change. Not always, but a lot of the times it is. It's true. And if you've made any significant changes to your personality or your personal development in years past, you've probably experienced this yourself. So there's two parts to this. And I'm going to start with the part that usually hurts people the most when it comes to how to curate the people that you have around you and in your life. If you have negative people around you all the time and you're trying to do this personal development work, you're trying to be more positive, you're trying to be more confident and you have negative people around you all the time, you need to create more space between you and them. And let me guess, your first question and concern about this little piece of advice, because I get it way too often, (laughs) is what happens when those negative people are your family? It's hard, I know. And without going into a lot of details on how to handle this very delicate situation, the long story short is, 
you teach people how to treat you, whether that's your family, your friends, your coworkers, your community members, your neighbors. At the end of the day, the most powerful tool that you have is communication. Now, for families that don't value effective communication or they've never practiced it, this can be really hard. It's not your job to get them to listen to you, but it is your job to stand up for yourself when someone is hurting you or harming you, especially with their words. If they choose not to listen to you, like that's another action step with more decisions that you can make when that time comes. You can't decide how someone will react to a conversation that you haven't even brought to the table yet. You can guess. And you can be scared that their reaction won't go well, but you have to be willing to start the process to get them to understand. I'm going to be working on myself to be a better person. I want to have more positive thoughts. I want to feel better throughout my day. And they can either stick around to experience you and that up-leveled energy, or just let them know that you'll be creating more space between you and them. When it comes to friends and family, I'm sorry, when it comes to like community members and families, like these conversations can be easier, still just as impactful. And don't get me wrong. Even when you're standing up for yourself, it can kind of feel bad or sad, especially when you're telling family members that you've known your whole life, like, hey, I'm trying to be more positive. I'm trying to do this personal development work. You may not understand it, but I really like I can't have you making fun of me or trying to get me to go back into this negative mindset. Like I'm really trying to work to do something better for myself. And a lot of the times when you tell people that it triggers in them a reaction that they're like, well, I'm not trying to better myself. So I'm going to make her feel bad about it. It's like this inner trigger of like, oh, this person is getting ready to, to be more positive and to have a better life. And I'm, you know, they can be jealous about it sometimes too. So their reaction to you can be negative initially. A lot of this process, like, I think people think that confidence work is like always feeling powerful and electric. And like you will have those moments, but you also will have these moments of like actual work, having tough conversations with people. And you may lose people in this process. You may have to create so much space between people that you just don't see them as often. You don't talk to them as often. It just is part of the process. And so I like to tell people up front, like be prepared and know that like you're going to learn from listening to this show how to have these tough conversations with people. In the process of learning how to stop letting my own inner critics and my own depression rule my entire life, I did lose people who were connected to me because I was so negative, because I gossiped all the time or because I partied too much. You know why? Like misery loves company. That's a saying for a reason. And when you decide to flip that switch and you decide that you want to have more positive self-talk, more confidence, that you want to leave your comfort zone and start doing things that maybe you didn't know that you could do before. These people have no idea what to do with you. They're losing their misery partner. But hear me now. Hear me so clearly. Their reaction to you doing this work, if especially if it's negative, this is just not your problem. Like, this is something that you're doing to better yourselves. And if other people have a problem with it, that's their problem. They have to decide what they want for their life and you have to decide what you want for your life and your future. So I I know that this may sound really harsh as like a blanket black and white statement. And trust me, there's nothing about this that's blanket or black and white. And I get that like hearing it for the first time, you're probably having some resistance to it. But my point here is that you can prepare yourself to have the people in your life shift and change. Some of them will leave. Some of them will stay. You'll spend more time with some people, less time with others. It's just a part of this process that I'm I'm delivering to you so that you can be prepared for it. Not everyone is going to be stoked to see you super positive. 
Not everyone's going to be stoked to watch your confidence level rise. You just have to worry about the one person that you have control over, and that's you. And just keep focusing on this path of wanting to have more happy moments, wanting to have more positive thinking, and wanting to be more confident. That's all on you. And now we're going to talk about environments. Environments are important because it's the space you find yourself in, and it's what really helps support the growth that you're working towards. So we can talk about environments as in-person environments. And I also want to talk about online environments because social media specifically, we spend so much time on it. And it is an environment that can either hinder or support your growth on this journey to creating more confidence for yourself. So let's start with in-person environments. It all starts at home. There needs to be some spot at the house that you can spend time cultivating energy that supports your journey towards more confidence. I get a lot of resistance around this from women, especially women who have families. They report that they can't have space. They don't have space. The kids take up all the space. Let me start here. This space doesn't need to be permanent. It can be, but it doesn't have to be. It can be temporary. You can also think about this space as like a temporary alone time, right? How can you create space in your home where you can be uninterrupted for 10, 20 minutes a day to work on your personal development or your self-care? And the answer that I get from this question a lot is like, I just can't. And the truth is, yes, you can. (laughs) It may take some asking for support from your partner or friend. It may be learning to communicate with your kids. I mean, obviously, if your kids are younger, that's that's where you ask for support from people around you. But if your kids are older, they do have the ability to comprehend that you're going to be taking 10 minutes to yourself and you're asking for no interruptions. It may feel like you're asking for a lot at first, especially if you've never asked for it before. It's something brand new. You've never asked. But when you start putting it into consistent practice, you'll see how quickly it becomes a habit, not just for you, but also for your family. Make 10 minutes a day. If it needs to be five minutes a day, start with five minutes a day and try to add, try to get it to 10, 10 to 20 minutes a day. And you'll see. I mean, habits was the first thing that we talked about. (laughs) So this is kind of habit building in its own form in creating an environment where you have time for yourself in person. What about online and social media? Whenever women tell me that they hate social media or they like dread getting on their social media apps every day, my first question is, who are you following? Who's on your friends list? Now, there is this sense of obligation that I think people have about social media pages And like, I have to have this certain person on my friends list, or I have to have this certain person, I have to follow this person. And um, I'm gonna tell you a little something. I'm gonna tell you a little little hack. No, you don't. (laughs) Your online space is yours. And of course, unless you share like accounts with someone else, which is a very different conversation. But for the sake of this chat here today, I'm just gonna assume that you have your own social media profiles. Your social media profiles, your online profiles are yours. And how you curate them is all up to you. That's your space. No one gets to tell you how to curate it. So there's a couple of things that I want to touch on here, this online space, especially because, again, these are the things that I get resistance to all the time. And the first is I can't delete friends and family because I'll never hear the end of it. Again, yes, you can. Yes, you can. And yes, you can hear the end of it by having a conversation with someone. And, you know, I was thinking about this the other day because um, I remember doing this on my Facebook page. Facebook makes it so much easier because you can create lists of different people and then you can just put people into that list and then you don't have to look at them on your main feed anymore. (laughs) So it kind of deletes the hassle of having the conversation. Obviously, I'm a bigger proponent of just having the tough conversation, but sometimes friends and family can get really, really pissy about it. And I get that. But 
either you make them their own space where you don't have to see them popping up in your feed all the time, or you make the decision to delete them and then tell them why. This is a great lesson in honesty that I don't think that we value enough with our friends and family. Like, hey man, you bring down the vibe of my whole social media experience. And maybe you don't have to be that harsh about it, but you know, you can say, you know, I started cleaning up my fa- my Facebook friends list because I was having a lot of negative things come up in my feed. I'm really trying to work on my mental health right now. I'm trying to think about things more positively. I'm trying to have more confidence in my online space, which is not doing that. And I'm sorry, but like your posts really bring me back down into that negativity. So like nothing against you. I don't have any hard feelings. I'm just trying to make an online space that feels better to me when I get on here every day. And look, I get it. People don't like to hear shitty things about themselves. Like if you said this to anybody in your family and they're, you know, why did you delete me? Hey man, I'm just trying to have a more positive experience online. They're not going to be like, oh, uh, really? I I didn't know that. Thank you for telling me how negative I am and how I bring down the energy on your page. I'm going to, I'm going to fix that right now. I'm going to be more positive right now. Like that's just not going to be their reaction. Right. (laughs) But we have to remember it's not our responsibility to manage people's responses. It is our responsibility to be truthful to our experiences and to share it with others as the occasion calls for it. You creating a more positive online space may require a conversation. Sometimes those are conversations that are tough to have. But again, this show is going to teach you how to communicate those things more effectively. And we'll talk about those in the future. These are just the beginning tips, right? Okay, the second part of the people you have around you is that there are going to be people you really enjoy who are amazing people. You love following them. But for some reason, whenever you go to their accounts, you feel like crap about yourself. You're comparing, you're judging yourself compared to this person. Like they're fine, they're great people, but the content that they're having on their pages makes you feel like crap about yourself. Unfollow, just unfollow them. It doesn't mean anything bad about them. It doesn't mean anything bad about you. But if your experience is being brought down by visiting their pages or seeing their posts, just unfollow them for now. And it doesn't mean that you can't go visit their pages when you want to or watch their videos. It just means that they aren't showing up randomly in your feed to throw off your energy, especially while you're using that energy to create confidence right now. I had a conversation with Bianca, who's in an upcoming episode, and she literally said, there are all of these artists that I follow. There are all of these Um, health and wellness people that I follow. And every once in a while, I just find myself feeling off about being around their, their information or their feed. I just unfollow them. And then when I like think about them or when I just go visit their page and I'm like, this is such a great way to create healthy environments for yourself on social media. Understanding it doesn't mean anything bad about you. It doesn't mean anything bad about them, but you want to have a more positive experience. Their page isn't making that happen for you. Just unfollow and continue to curate with people who do make you feel good. And then Finally, the point is that you want to have people around you in person and online that are supporting the person that you are shifting into. And it's up to you to find those people and include them inside your environments. It's also up to you to clean up and clear out the people who are not actively supporting you in this work. Okay. Just like your confidence work, no one can do these things for you. You have to do them yourselves. And I promise you, the habits, the people you have around you, and the environments that you find yourself in, when you start curating those things, especially around your confidence work, you're going to see and feel the shift in your own life. Okay, everything you need to know about being a confident woman, we're on point three out of four. And that is that confidence is not a blanket term or a blanket experience. 
There are many levels to it, many compartments to it. And just on the surface, I want to break it down for you into these two main points. Confidence is about internal creation, how you create the confidence inside of you. And then the second part is that expression that is outside, external expression. When I break it down like this, it becomes less of an impossible quality to achieve. I know some people will say, I see someone being so confident and I can't be that. It looks so complicated. It looks so full. Well, let's break down these two things because once you start to break it down, it's not so impossible anymore. When I ask women to list off to me, like, what is confidence to you? They usually rattle off a list of things about how someone looks or how someone like walks into a room or that energy that lights up inside of them when they're interacting with this confident person or honestly something that they wish they could feel, but they just don't. They've been chasing something, this this idea of more confidence, but they're just like, I don't know what confidence is. They think that they can see it and experience it when they're around more confident women, but struggle to see how to apply it to themselves. Like it's too many things all at once. I just don't know. Well, welcome to Women of Color and Confidence, where I break that ish down for you. This is the education that they don't want you to know. You break it down, internal creation, external expression. So internal creation, which has to do with your mindset, shifting beliefs, handling your inner critics, handling your imposter syndrome any type of battles that you may have with like comparison or fear of judgment, all of that stuff is happening on the inside. And we are shifting that into having more positive thoughts, you know, right? Like how you think good things about yourself and to yourself, how to have thoughts that really support you and being a more positive person, a happy person, a confident person, all of that stuff is built inside of your head internally, so that you can learn how to bring it out into the world. All of these traits of confidence that you see on the outside from other people, trust me when I say that they have cultivated it inside of themselves first. That's where it starts. And, you know, I'm going to pause here real quick and say that's why you hear a lot of people, especially for those entrepreneurs that follow me. I know I have a lot of you on uh, my listeners list. That's why we always start everything with mindset. You got to get your mind right. You got to put your thoughts and your brain space into this positive more supportive, aligned way of thinking. Because if you don't have a mindset that's supportive or positive, you can't really experience the benefits of the rest of the work. You're always going to start with mindset and you're always going to start with what's going on inside of you. And then you're going to follow it up with this expression that comes out, external expression. This is how you carry yourself, which yes, it can be how you, how you look and the clothes that you wear, but it's so much more than that. It's, it's your personality that shines to other people. It's the way that you speak to others. It's the way that you speak to yourself. It's not letting people walk all over you. It's making your own decisions for yourself, despite what other people may think or say you should be doing or how you should be acting. Learning when and how to create boundaries that support your peace and your happiness. Leaving behind things that bring you grief or pressure or judgment or unhappiness. And filling your world, your environments <laughs> with more people, activities, and engagements that support you on this quest for happiness and confidence. One of the most significant mistakes I see people making is that they focus solely on the external expression part. They try to skip over the internal creation. And this usually leads to them feeling unfulfilled. Why? They're faking it. It's not real. They're following other people they've seen or guessing what their confidence should be like. It's not authentic. It's not soul aligned. And that's an important part of this process that as you're creating confidence, that it's aligned to you. You start with it on the inside 
and then you let it shine the outside. And lastly, number four, last thing you need to know about being a confident woman is that confidence is 100% a learned skill that gets stronger the more you practice it. I know that it sounds so cliche, I know, but I think it's important to keep coming back to this very real fact. If you don't use it, you lose it. You have to practice it. And I, you know, that means that you might be bad at it when you start off. It's okay to be bad at it at the beginning. You're learning a new skill. You're learning something new. It may not click right away. You may also try things on. When I was first started doing my confidence work, I was like, you know what? I'm not really sure a lot of the activities or things that are going to make me feel more confident. So you try things on. And then sometimes you're like, you know what? That one didn't work for me, but this one did. And so the more you keep trying, the more you keep putting this work to work, the more confidence that you're going to be able to create. And that's just a sustainability piece that we're looking at it for. You got to keep doing the work. And the more you do it, the more you use it, the more powerful your confidence will become. And when I used to end this chat in the past, I would say point number one, which is you won't be confident 100% of the time. But I think this is probably a more effective way to leave you this piece of advice here. However you may be feeling about your ability to be confident, to speak with confidence, to be a badass confident woman, all of the doubts, the fears, the things that may be coming up as resistances inside of your body or your heart or your soul right now that makes you believe that you can't have confidence or you can't build confidence, I want you to put it down. I give you permission to put it down. Just put it down and then replace it with this. It's a skill that can be learned. And the more you practice, the more confident you will be. I know this was a lot of information. <laughs> There's really good points in here. I want to end the show with this. You don't need to do everything all at once. Okay. I gave you four solid points in this episode that each had their own sub points. And I know that that feels like a lot, but the beauty is you don't have to, and you do not need to. And I do not recommend that you try to like put all these things into action right now. You start with one. Okay. So the first piece of advice that I gave you is that being a confident woman doesn't mean they're confident 100% of the time. So right now, as you're beginning this confidence work, I need you to get into the affirmation that it's not going to be 100% of the time. And that's not a bad thing. It's absolutely okay. We're going to switch our mindset into understanding that really believing it. The second one is that you got to focus on your habits, the people around you and the environments that you have in person and offline. There was a lot of juicy tips, tricks, things that you can begin implementing right now in that section of the show. So if you have to rewind and go back, just pick one. You know, you don't have to do everything all the time. Just pick one. Confidence is not a blanket term. It's something that is created internally and expressed outwardly. Getting into the understanding that that's the process of how you create more confidence and be a more confident woman is going to help you in the journey to actually creating soul aligned and authentic confidence. And lastly, the more you, the more you practice it, the more you're going to have it. So start with one thing. You know, if you have a hard time with social media or the people that you have on your social media, start with cleaning it up, cultivating a more supportive environment, whatever those activities look like to you, that's where you can start. And then you can move on to the next thing. If you have a, a family member or people in your family who make jokes about you or they say mean things about you and you're ready to just like put them on notice, like, hey, I'm not, please don't talk to me like that. Hey, like I'm going to start, you know, just asking you not to say that or not to do that. And like, please respect me in that space of, I want more positivity in my life and I don't need you making jokes about me anymore. Just put them on notice. See how it feels. See what comes up. See what happens. 
If you already know that you have unsupportive habits in your life, I would say pick one of the unsupportive habits, replace it with a better, healthier habit that helps you cultivate more confidence in your life and just begin working on that habit. It could be that five to 10 to 20 minutes a day of alone time is what you begin working on right now. If that's the only thing you start working on right now, perfect. Absolutely love it. Understand that all the work that you do will end up compounding to your benefit and the success of your desired outcome, which is having more confidence, being more confident in your body, feeling like a more confident woman, having more confident energy in your life. Once you start doing all of this work, it's going to, it's going to get better. We're focusing on sustainable self-confidence. So pick one, tell me on social media, write me online, let me know which one of these you start doing and how it begins to positively benefit your self-confidence. I would love to hear that feedback from you. You can find me online, Women of Color and Confidence, WOC Confidence, and you can shoot me a message there and let me know which one you picked and how it's working for you. Okay, my friends, thank you so much for hanging out with me today on Women of Color and Confidence. I'll be back in a couple of weeks with a brand new episode, so I will see you then. Bye. Thank you for joining us this week on Women of Color and Confidence. Are you looking to brighten up your social media feed with more positive and motivational posts specifically related to building and boosting your self-confidence? Well, you're in luck. You can follow Women of Color and Confidence on both Facebook and Instagram under the handle at W-O-C, like Women of Color, Confidence. That's W-O-C Confidence. Find our page, give us a like, and make sure to hit the follow button. And we can't wait to connect with you online.